Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is Nick Gelso, co owner and founder of CLNS Radio. Today's podcast is brought to you by lynda.com. Lynda.com is the home of expert video tutorials. Because you're such a loyal listener of CLNS Radio, and it's 2015, you want to kick the new year off in style, claim your free trial today from CLNS by going to lynda.com slash CLNS. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash CLNS. Now on to your regularly scheduled program. was loud was that not loud for you uh it's about average just about average i thought it was pretty loud anyway ladies and gentlemen that sound means this is careless whispers we're a little late to start the show which allows me to say that i i needed a little bit of uh maybe prep time or practice we're talking about practice man no, I had a browser problem, Alan Iverson. I apologize to the people that were waiting for us to start the show at 9 p.m. on the dot. Uh, my name is Matt Rory. That other voice you heard was Calvin Chamberlain. If you don't know us by now, well, then I feel f- sorry for you. Uh, I just tweeted out, at Team Green Truth, that's my Twitter handle, that the show is is live and taking calls. So you can call us at 347-215-7771. And, of course, CLNS Radio is on Twitter as well, at C-L-N-S Radio. Also on Facebook, go to clnsradio.com slash Facebook. All right, Calvin, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How was your week? How's My your, week? How was your, yeah, how was your week? Anything, anything exciting happen? The, the snow is piling up here in Boston. That's all that matters around here right now. Uh, the mayor, the newly elected mayor, is scolding uh, adult uh, citizens for jumping out of windows into the snowbanks because they're getting so high. He says, you could kill yourself. Don't do that. And he's getting very upset. He doesn't know what to do about the snow anymore, Calvin, and neither do I. It's going to be 40 degrees on Sunday. Nice. So... We'll discuss that a little bit later, because there's going to be flooding. There's a famous Twilight Zone episode where uh, this guy like thinks that the Earth is going closer and closer to the sun, and everybody's sweating <laughs> and miserable, and it ends with him waking up from the, from his dream, and it turns out that they're going farther away from the sun, and everything's all frozen. So that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it reminds me of for me, because. Um, 
a couple of days ago, it was 90 here. Mid-90s. Ah, uh, mid nice. Yeah, I bet that's, that's, that's nice. That's what I'm dealing with on my end. Yeah. 90s. I'm more of a cold guy yeah, than I, guy. Yeah. Well, me too, but when it's zero, uh, no thank you. Anyway, let's. Uh, we can get into that a little bit later because I was late to start the show, so let's... Uh, Let's start things off here with a bang, uh, because it's it's an all NBA show tonight. That means you're going to be hearing plenty of Allen Iverson, like I just played. Plenty of him. Not a game. About... Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Yep, you're probably going to hear uh, part, this one a few times. Y'all been in the ball fight. That's right. That's an NBA drop. Recap. What's that? Three point shootout recap. Yeah, there's going to be a three point shootout recap uh, tonight. Is that what Who's we're doing? Your Who's your favorite all-star? Who's my favorite all-star? Yeah, who 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 did you enjoy the most? Th- th- in in the entire uh, weekend, or just? Yeah. Am I allowed yeah, to say Patrick all-star. Beverly? You could say, no, you no. Could say Patrick Beverly. I I just I thought he was. I always loved that shooting stars competition. You know that, and I thought that he was entertaining. Uh, in that and and uh, the the comeback victory, because Brandon Knight couldn't. Knock down a, a three-pointer, you know that's that's uh, the way the cookie crumbles for you, Mister Knight. Uh, well, well, no, but I'm not going. I wouldn't go with Patrick Beverly. Who's who's yours? Because I'm I'm leaning towards uh, the Dirk Nowitzki alley oop and tribute to Vince Carter. Yeah, I mean for me, I guess it has to be Westbrook. But I'm I'm a, I'm a Russell Westbrook lover. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I I do actually have to say that I was very entertained by Patrick Beverly, and not because he not because of his comeback. But more because of the fact that he he was shamelessly cheating, trying to run up behind guys and mess up their three point <laughs> shot. He did that twice. He did it to Brandon Knight, and then he did it to Jeff Teague, I believe. And I just thought it was hilarious. He'd, he'd run up hard and then try to take the exact same spot that the other guy was shooting his three from. Yep, I saw that. Yep, that yeah. was uh, that was that was pretty sketchy of him. But either way, it was entertaining, and that's what the weekend is about. Uh, and I I think. Some of the other, I, I like to give an honorable mention to all of the NBA stars on the sideline uh, when the dunk contest was happening because their reaction is the same every single time there's a dunk that they like. A couple of them will jump up and then they'll put their arms out like that to hold people back. Oh, don't go near him! Don't go near that guy. He's he's on fire. He's gonna hurt you. And, and I just think it's the most ridiculous reaction and it, it never changes and it, it always entertains me. You know, you know, the other funny thing about it is, is all the, look, it, it's not like, all right, Zach Levine threw down some chunks. Great. I, he went to UCLA. I love Zach Levine, but, um, yeah. So this is, this is just me, an average guy who like could never do anything with any of these dudes do. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But the, the NBA guys who like, they can also all dunk and do crazy things. Uh, acting like he, they're acting like he he dunked with his balls. You know what I mean? They're reacting, they're reacting so outrageously have, that it's you're right. Have you ever seen that that gif? There, there's a, a bunch of guys and they're like dancing around, and uh, there's one dude that sort of like comes across the screen and he's like looking into the camera real slow, and people have put Obama's face on it, and people have put uh, other sort of things. Have you seen that? No. 
No, well, if anybody listening has seen that and knows what I'm describing, that's just the way I feel when uh, all these guys are, are running or jumping up at the uh, the All Star break, and it's it's a dunk contest, and they see a dunk they like, and they all just they're like, "Hold me back, hold me back!" And then there's that one guy that gets to scroll across the screen and have have a little nice little celebration. Uh, but that's I don't know, that's just kind of what it it reminded me of. Anyway, uh, we're off topic already because yeah. Um, I mean, it was just All-Star Weekend. That's right. It was just All-Star Weekend. And we normally, Calvin, we do a little bit of a preview show for the All-Star game. We didn't do that this year. No, we didn't because I've lost track of the date. But that's okay. Uh, Because really, I mean, who cares when it comes down to it, right? We do have a That's right, because it – I mean, what is it really? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. No, I was just going to say, what is it really? It's not, it's not even practice, man. That's basically what it is. It's basically practice. It's not a game. I mean, there is a game, but that, I mean, let's just touch on that game quickly because okay. just like, one minute, 30 seconds each. It was the highest scoring game in NBA All-Star history. Not a game, not and, a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's just a, a showcase and it's, it's a lot of fun, but would do you think it would be better if they played a little bit of defense to, for the first three and a half quarters? Uh, you know, I think the the problem with that though is like the moment somebody gets injured in the All Star game is going to ruin all the fun. You know what I mean? Like, imagine, yeah, imagine That's if you, your team was contending and then your guy got injured, then it, then it would turn into the Pro Bowl where like guys would look for excuses to get out. I think that, you know get out of it. I think the fact that there's no defense is part of what keeps all the dudes enthusiastic about actually playing in the game. Like, nobody's mad about being in the All-Star game. So that I hear what you're saying about it being a more legitimate game. I'm just not sure that's possible while also keeping the spirit of camaraderie that they that NBA players seem to have. Fair enough. All right, let's get into the, the, the real first topic of the night. It is an, an all-NBA show. Uh, brought to you by Linda.com, of course, L-Y-N-D-A.com. And I will tell you a little bit more about good old Linda a little bit later. Uh, But as we like to do on this show, from time to time, we're going to lead off with a Celtics topic. And it's basically a double Celtics topic and rolling into the same topic, uh, but then looking at it from the Lakers' perspective. So uh, let's, let's take it away here. Basically, what we're about to discuss is what the Celtics should do and or need to do here at the trade deadline, which holy crap is two days away, right? Or is it next week? No, two days days away, Ray. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's, that's incredible because usually you'll, you'll hear, start to hear some rumblings and we did hear a couple of, uh, rumors over the, over the star break, as far as the Celtics are concerned, um, both Ty Lawson and DeMarcus cousins. You heard their, their names come up so i don't know if those are part of your fake trades we have a list game coming up in a couple minutes but i will just start by saying i've gone on record before and acknowledged that the celtics are clearly not going to get a bottom five lottery choice here they're not going to bottom out that much even if they keep their uh their young players and or especially if they keep the young young uh, young players if they were to get rid of some of these veterans they're not going to bottom out so uh, ultimately, I hope they are buyers in the next couple of days, even if it's not a, a, a franchise-changing piece. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you said that, Rory, because 
I'm really curious because the Celtics are in an interesting position here, and I, I really do want to know. I, w- I hope we do get a caller or two tonight. Uh, callers, call in and let me know if you're listening to this live. If not, I'll just ask this later. But uh, like the Celtics right now, just looking at the standings, they're they're a game and a half out of a playoff spot, game and a half out of that eight seed behind Miami and Charlotte. You know, that's they're, those two teams are tied, so they're also a game and a half out of the seven seed. Now they're not. There's no chance they could possibly catch the six seed. But the point is, is they could easily be out of the lottery with just a decent stretch, right? They could be in the playoffs, or they could go the other way and try to dismantle the team a little more, try to get some more assets, thinking like, what's the point of of being the team that loses to Atlanta in the first round, where you, as opposed to you know getting another draft pick and maybe trading away with. What guys you do have, sure, you're not getting top five, but maybe you go from, you know, 12 to nine. But you seem to be uh, pretty set on the side of, hey, let's make a run at this. Go for it. Put Make a push for it. Because I think more and more now you start to see that a couple of these assets that he's built up, Danny Ainge that is, uh, may turn out to be a little bit better than we first thought. That Clippers pick – they may drop off a little bit here without Blake Griffin, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Uh, but it, it, if they're not going to have a be- best in fo- or top five chance to win that lottery, what's the point in being six, seven, eight, nine, ten? You might as well just try and make the playoffs. And if you're twelve or fourteen, uh, be and you miss the playoffs, well, so be it, you know. And and then maybe you're your own pick is not as good this year, but I mean, it's only going to be three or four spots lower than it was anyway. So if Danny Ainge sees an opportunity to get a player that can make an impact on this team right now to make a playoff run, I say, I say that he goes and he does it. Even if he has to give up some, some of these assets, not first round picks necessarily at all. Actually, I wouldn't give up first round picks depending on who it is. Of course. A lot of uh, qualifiers there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of qualifiers right there. It depends on who it is. Sounds of like course, you're gonna say a lot. You're, you're gonna give a lot of no's to these, to these deals. Yeah, no, I that's have, that's I've, not true. That's not true. We'll have to wait and see what your oh. fake deals uh, come up with uh, here. But well, uh, well, no, I yeah, got ahead of myself. Kind of, yeah, here's the thing. I kind of feel like the worst possible scenario for the Celtics is exactly where they're at right now. Like I don't, I don't think that they're. They're quite good enough to yeah. pass Miami or or Charlotte. He's got to do like, something. They're, they're right there. But what's the, if you're right on that edge, you might as well try to get into that playoff spot because I'm a person who believes I'm not an all-or-bust person. I believe in the value of having my team go to the playoffs and enjoying mm-hmm. being excited. You know, even if they don't win, the, you know, the excitement of like them having a chance, them playing competitive playoff games, the experience right. that that gets for players going forward. Like Especially I, I these young guys. Yeah. And yeah. Stevens as a coach too. Stevens, if all of these guys yeah. are going are going to be the guys that, or not even all of them, take three out of the five or six that people say are part of the core going forward. Marcus Smart, Kelly Olynyk, Jared Sullinger. I'll, hell, I'll even Turner in there the way he's been playing in the fourth quarter in some of these games. Uh, if you and yes, I do can still consider him to be a young player. If you throw all those guys in, in, in the mix with the, a, a young coach in the playoffs for the first time, if they get swept out, it doesn't matter. They now see what it takes 
uh, or or the how the game changes in the playoffs, and they can use that going forward. So at this point, if we're talking draft pick or first round playoff loss, I'll take the first round playoff loss any day because they're not getting that lottery pick unless they to to score the Knicks this year. There's no way that's happening. Zero point zero percent chance. Well, they're they're not getting they're not getting the number one, okay. But they are. I guess that that, that doesn't work either. I was just looking at the win column uh, with Orlando because they're only uh, Orlando's only three wins back, but they're eight losses back. So yeah, just even catching Orlando for one of the five worst records would would be an issue. They'd probably uh, if if they did go into tank mode. Potentially, and you know, obviously they would trade away guys who they don't think are future assets. So we're talking about, and you know, I, I threw in a, one or two of those tearing apart trades just for, for you know, interesting. Like the guys they would move in that situation are guys like Bass, guys like Avery Bradley, guys like Evan Turner. Those those are the guys we're talking about who aren't, you know, your few your future guys who are on their rookie deals. You're not trading away Marcus Smart. I mean, you know potentially for a superstar, but otherwise now you're not trading away you're not trading away like you're Jared Sullinger unless you're getting back a good player. But I'm saying tear, tear apart trade wise, those are the guys we're talking about. So is it worth it to to, you know, get down to the sixth or seventh pick? I don't know. It it might be more worth it than not making the playoffs at all, but I would still, you know, if I was a Celtics fan, rather see them make a run at it. Kind of try for it. I just don't want to see them doing nothing. I guess. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what? It would just. It would be fun to see them in the playoffs again. I found another NBA drop. I love Walter. Yeah, maybe they can go trade for Walter. Oh, they already have Walter McCarty. Hmm. All right. Well, he's he's an assistant coach. He's an assistant coach. Yes. All right. So we Shows have a, how much a little, you know. I don't know very much about assistant coaches. You're right. You got me there. Oh, just, I need to get a new phone. This phone's already dying. I'm going to have to switch. Oh, great. So you, you, yeah, give me, give me right. 30 seconds. Well, this right. is what I'm going to do. Go ahead. I'm going to play as a teaser do slash a intro. Bit. and I'm gonna, Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this best of list game real quick because that's what we're about to do. Now, Listen to this. as always, we will get to our list game where uh, I make up a list of random things, and uh, I ask Matt Rui some random questions related to that thing. And today's thing... That's perfect. That's exactly... You know what, Calvin? That's it. It was sitting under under my nose the whole time. Liz created this best-of-list game for us. All we needed to do was take the first 15 seconds of what I just played there and... That's the intro to list game. Put a little music yeah, behind it. There's a, there is a little bit of a beat there right now, but put some maybe some uh, different music behind it. Maybe some Goo Goo Dolls, you know? Lounge. Yeah. So, what, yeah some Nirvana. I, I, some I Foo Fighters. Say, I was gonna say, how is best of list game just me introducing list game? <laughs> She's like a pretty low bar for best of listening. No, there's it's a it's a four and a half minute clip, but I realized as I started oh, wow. to play it that that should just be our intro. All right, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's add some music to that. Anything All right, with the fair enough. 
Boom. Foo Fighters. Anything but the Foo Fighters. All right. So we have a little bit of a list game here. Uh, Celtics related. Calvin's come up with some fake trades that uh, could happen in the next couple of days. And I'm going to tell you whether I, uh, if I would do them if I was Danny Ainge. Now, for, the, for this, uh, you know, fake trade list game, I tried to operate in the realm of realism, thinking like, you know, hearing around the, around the league which players potentially could be available, thinking about, you know, the Celtics' assets and what it would take. So in certain situations, the Celtics might have to overpay to get a cat. So, and so if you just look at it in a vacuum, it might sound like, oh, this is not a good deal. But it's like, you, I'm, I'm, I try to factor in exactly how much everything is worth in terms of, in terms of trade value, not necessarily like who's a better player or like how much your draft picks worth. Anyway, you get the idea, right? Yes. All right. All right. So we'll begin. Um, Marcus Smart and the Clippers number one pick for Goran Dragic. Ooh. Wow. I, you know what? I, I'm probably going to value that Clippers pick a little too high, to be honest with you. Um, they're not, they're not uh, slipping out of the playoffs, but like, I, they have a, I no. right now. They have, no. they, they have, they have a, a six game lead on Phoenix for the eighth seed and then an eight, you know, an eight game lead. But, so we're not talking about a lottery pick, but we, yeah, it's we not going to be a lottery pick. About, yeah. Another mid-range pick. pick. It's it's another it's another it's another mid-range pick. But oh man, Dragic. What's I don't know, if I wish I knew what his contract situation was. Um, uh, I can tell you, he's uh, he's a free agent at the end of the season. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, man. But you're getting, as much you're as getting I would love to make a, as much as I would love to make a, that push for the playoffs. If you're going to get rid of Marcus Smart, uh, you need a guy that you can count on to be there for a long time, and that's. That, that, I can't. I can't pull the trigger on on that deal. As much as Dragic I like Dragic, Dragic is looking to get paid. That's his primary concern. So I, if, if you gave him a contract, the team that trades for Dragic is probably going to be able to resign him. So, with that, does that change anything? Or you you're still not making that deal? No, I can't make that deal without a guarantee. Smart is is uh, showing too much promise at this point. All right, fair, fair enough. I think that Dra- and Dragic isn't a player that's going to put you over the top in the East. You need a couple of get people to, if you if you're looking to do that. Right now, you as the Celtics are, they should just be looking to make the playoffs. Oh, cer- certainly he doesn't put you over the top if you're talking about title run, but he would he would put you into the playoffs probably, and then you know you would have Goran Dragic going forward as one of the foundation pieces. But all right, that's fine. You say no to that one. I'm just gonna. Mark that as a no. All right. Jared Sullinger and the Clippers number one for Kenneth Fareed. Uh, yes. Yes, all day. All day, yes. Give that to me. I love Kenneth Fareed. With a, I, I'm, I'm a very, I'm very high on Kenneth Fareed. Uh, I, I think that he's the type of player that uh, really put people in the seats in Boston. I think that they would love to watch him night in, night out. And uh, the way that Sullinger's attitude seems to be creeping up on him the past few months, you've heard it from me a lot on this on this station, on this network. I'd, I'd be willing to part with him. I'm high on Kenneth Reed, though, so call me. Uh, 
Call me a fool. Yeah, they would, right. They would essentially be filling each other's roles in the offense. Fareed is uh, a little bit better of a, re, a more consistent rebounder. Uh, you know, they both bring uh, defensive issues. Defender, but Fareed, too. Right. Fareed's got a little more energy, I guess. Um, or a lot more energy because he's kind of three. But I think I would make that deal as well. But I also, I'm, I'm also of the belief that like they they have they have so many assets with these picks. I, I feel like individually, like trading away a pick is not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? So right. So even if even if you want to say like like Sollinger's value is shouldn't be like plus a number one less than Kenneth Reed. I just feel like given given where they stand asset wise, it makes sense to make that deal. Anyway. This is this is the uh, I'm gonna go the other way with this one. Alright, if you wanna you wanna do a little teardown. You you, you trade away Evan Turner for Thomas Robinson in a second round draft thing. Uh I feel like Ainge has been high on Robinson in the past, and I, I haven't really been following what he's been doing this year. But I know that he's been he's bounced around uh, to a couple teams in the past couple of years. Just can't find his way. I don't think is is that correct? Is he in Portland? He's not in Portland yeah. anymore, is he? He is. No, he yeah, he is in Portland. <laughs> Excuse me. Portland does need well, bench players. He hasn't he hasn't been contributing that much, but he is young, and you're getting that second round draft pick. So yeah, I don't, don't I yeah, I don't hate that trade, but that that's the key right there. I don't think that they're looking at Evan Turner as a core player. I would right. throw him in there because of the way he's been playing in the fourth quarter, like I said earlier, but I don't think that the Celtics look at him as that type of a player. So uh, they're trying to to showcase a guy like Evan Turner as far as I'm concerned. Right. They, I think that they are they're trying to get as much value as possible. So if Danny Ainge is floating his name out there, and Thomas Robinson in a second-round draft pick is the best that he can get. I'd do that, too. All right. Look at you saying yes to some trades. I like this, Murray. I like this. Keeping your, keeping your mind open. All right. Yep, that's right. It's it's uh, it's difficult. It's, it's completely disgraceful. It's disgusting. Yeah. Okay, Murray. Brandon Bass and the Clippers' number one pick. I, I really this one's like probably going to be a no. Yeah, you really do love that Clippers number one pick. I've I've been really high on Bass recently too. This is going to be tough. Oh, this is probably going to be a no already. I can see it. For greatness. I'm sorry, Ray Lewis. You're not a basketball player. For who? For Ennis Cantor of the Utah Jazz. Oh. Oh. So when I saw that his name came up in talks. Or not in talks with the, with the Celtics, but in in uh, just that he wants to be traded from the Jazz. I started thinking, well, there goes he's trying to lower his value or something. I don't know what he's trying to do there because that I, there goes his trade value. And how easy is it to trade a guy like that? If if Utah thinks that they have a good asset on their hands, maybe they'll hold on to it, him instead. Uh, but listen, well, he, I, I like I like the idea of him being on the Celtics because he's a pure center and he's shown flashes of greatness over his short career. Um, but his attitude seems to, like it sucks. So I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I do like I do like Brandon Bass quite a bit, but Cantor hmm. get that center that the Celtics have always been looking for. You gonna give me a little insight before I answer? 
on Cantor. Uh, yeah, well, I don't... Cantor's definitely smooth as an offensive player. He's got a lot of yeah. shot. Yeah, defensively, he's uh, he has a bad reputation, but I would say he's closer to average. He's he's probably around. He's probably going to give you around what Tyler Tyler gives you defensively, but he's a much you know he's a much uh, less limited offensive player. Like he can he can hit you know jump shots and stuff, and he's bigger. Right. So Oof. that's that's what I would say for him. The reason the reason he wants to leave Utah is because Rudy Gobert is taking a lot of his minutes. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So maybe he comes to Boston and he wants to play. Ugh. Uh, I guess I'd have to take that trade. Just even though I want Brandon Bass to be a guy that's around. Um, yes to that one too. That's crazy. I like it, Ray. See, there's so many trades out there. You should contact Danny Age. Well, this this one uh, you're definitely going to say no to. I just threw it in there for fun. Uh, Avery Bradley. I, I ran all these, by the way, through the uh, trade machine, and they all work. Uh, cool. Avery Bradley for Lance. Lance Stevenson. Yep, Lance Bass. What a joke! I'm not even. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. I'll throw in Joey for Lance. Toast. Lance Stevenson. Wait, Lance Bass. Not even no, funny. No, no, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Yeah, that's not even funny either. Some people may All think right. you're funny, though. Some people may think you're funny. You know what I think is funny? Oh, man. This volume was down. This is what I think is funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Why do you that's you funny. Lance, Lance Bass. Yeah. Yeah. She thought it was funny, though. It was funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but so you don't think Lance can turn it around? You don't think Brad Stevens is the guy to do it? Lance oh, still got that please. Talent. He doesn't want. He wants yeah. to go to Brooklyn, right? He he's he's going to be that guy that just wants to dictate where he wants to go. He thought it was going to work in Charlotte. It doesn't, obviously. No, I don't want Lance Stevenson. I don't even like his game. I thought he needs to have players around him, and that was proven in Indiana. Okay. Now, this one might seem unrealistic because his name hasn't been on the board. But how, however, when he recently got uh, injured for a short stretch, the team sort of played better without him. Uh, you know, with a bench player running uh, running the offense, it kind of freed it up, uh, and it kind of opened up more shots for their best player. This trade is Avery Bradley in Brooklyn's number one next year for Drew Holiday. And Holiday plays. Holiday's at, Holiday. Holiday plays shooting guard for us, or he, he no, he's a starts guy, ahead he's of Marcus a Smart. Guy. Yeah. Well, Marcus Smart's not playing point guard for you. Evan Turner plays point guard on the Celtics right now. Smart doesn't handle the ball. He, he's he's playing off the ball most of the time. Uh, most of the time, he's playing off the ball because he's not ready to handle the ball in the NBA yet. But they want him to going forward. I would think they're not trying to turn him into a two guard here. They want him to be the point guard. All right, well, Phoenix plays with two point guards. All yeah, time. that's true. Drew Holiday is pretty solid, too. Um, I'm going to have to say no, just because I think that Brooklyn pick next year is going to be a lot better than mediocre. I think that that team is going to fall off the face of the earth, and they're they're almost there at this point. 
even though the East is weak, I I expect Brooklyn to to just crumble. Uh, so I'm saying no based on the pick, not based on Avery Bradley. Okay. So if I had said the Clippers pick, would you have said yes? The Clippers pick this year, I probably would have. Yeah, probably would do that. All right, interesting. It seems it seems a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe Brooklyn turns out to be decent next year, and and and, this, right. and Danny Ainge's master plan is foiled. Excuse me. Uh, the team says they don't want to trade this guy, but he doesn't get along with his coach. They've like supposedly come to near blows uh, earlier on in the season, and the trade rumors are out there for him. But you might have to overpay a little to get him out off his team. So if this, if this price has a little steep, it's for that reason. Uh, here's what I'm looking at here. Evan Turner, Brandon Bass, the Clippers' 2015 pick, and Brooklyn's 2016 pick for Ty Lawson. Yeah, that's that's heavy, man. Ah, the rumors were that there were discussions for, for Ty Lawson. That's a heavy, heavy deal. What's that? Here's the thing: is Bass is a free agent, right? Turner is basically a match salaries. So, like, we're talking about basically Ty Lawson for two number ones. Right. That's a heavy deal. I don't know. Is Ty Lawson worth two number ones? I don't know about that. That's that seems like mm-hmm. there's there's a t- couple too many picks and or one too many pick in there. One too many picks in there. Uh, one pick maybe. Two picks. I don't think so. I started thinking about that deal when people were or saying that the, the discussions were happening a day or two ago. And, yeah, I don't know, Calvin. You don't know? Bass, and, and Tur- Bass and Turner are are fine. I'd throw them in that deal, of course. But right. two picks? Two picks is tough. One pick, maybe a, a one and a second round pick? Then, yes, two first round picks. I, I'm, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm counter-offering. Remember, here's the thing. Moskov just went for two first round picks. From Cleveland, I know the Cleveland's big, but Ty Lawson is Ty Lawson. Yeah. I think I think I think it's going to take two, right? It could be maybe you could maybe you could wedge them into into you know one of those other two picks, or I haven't taken a look at at their picks, but um, maybe they're maybe the Celtics' own pick in the next Celtics, year. Yeah. Next, the exactly. Celtics' own pick next year or something. I mean, that's that seems more would you, would that seems ask? better to me. I I. Because okay. I think the Celtics are going to be better than Brooklyn, so I, I think that I'd rather keep Brooklyn's pick and give them the I'll Celtics, sure. Deal. So we're talking about the Clippers and Boston's 2015 picks, right? No, Boston's next year. Because Brooklyn's oh, next year, right? Uh, Brooklyn is next year, yeah. So, so Clippers this year, Boston next year? Right. Now, wait. Is next year the Celtics just get Brooklyn's pick, or is next year they get the option to swap Brooklyn's pick because it matters too. No, next year, next year they get their pick straight up. They, it's the year after okay, that. Okay, so so they still so yes, they would keep Brooklyn's pick and give uh, away their own pick and the Clippers pick this year for Ty Loss and I would do that. Yes, keep Brooklyn's pick. That's All the right. hot pick right there. And done. That seems fair to me. All right, I like the I like that you gave me a little work. Like it's just like real GM talk. I like. The... <laughs> All right. Here's, Is that it? Here's uh. Nope. What's that? I said, is that it? No, yeah, one more. One and more. Here's, here's, 
yeah, here's here's what here's what we're, we're, we're taking a home run swing here, and you can't. You might, you might have. All right, there you go. There's a drum roll. You might tell me it's too much to get Rui, but go big or go home. Marcus Thornton. It's good walk to a good start, right? Kelly, the Clippers' 2015 pick, Brooklyn's 2016 pick, and Boston's 2017 pick for DeMarcus Cousins. Woo! Ah, uh, I had a little bit of a discussion with somebody at work about Marcus Cousins today. Our conclusion was that Brad Stevens is not the man to rein him in. So, so my problem with DeMarcus Cousins is that if George Carl doesn't want him on his team and he can't get the respect of DeMarcus Cousins, Danny Ainge bringing in DeMarcus Cousins shows that he has yet again decided to go with the player instead of the coach. And while this is a player's league, he's spent the last two years trying to establish that this is Brad Stevens' team. So bringing in DeMarcus Cousins to me blows that up. Uh, and I don't I, – I, I'm, I think I'm out on DeMarcus Cousins just in general, period. Unless it's, unless it's a unless it's a godfather offer, Calvin. I think I'm just out on DeMarcus Cousins. Well, here's the thing, yeah, think about DeMarcus Cousins again. He's not on the trade block now. Uh, like, I think this, he could be had if somebody blew him away. Which that's how I went three number ones and my basically three number ones for DeMarcus. Uh, I think DeMarcus is awesome. Like, he just has a basketball player. He's like he, he's especially like when he cares. When he cares, because because he's so good on both ends. That's the thing. It's like he's dominant in the in the low post and defensively. I think the, the thing with George Carl that people are like concerned about is that George Carl runs like a like a non center based offense and kind of a non center based defense. So is he? You know, maybe he'll change his system in in, in working around Demarcus Cousins, but people are worried about. Like it's it's not going to be like he plays a more much more freewheeling style, which is not Demarcus Cousins' game. So maybe he can be had. I just think here's my thing. I just think that there's so few guys who are legitimate superstar difference makers on a team, and maybe Demarcus Cousins isn't that guy. But talent wise, I think he is. Talent wise, he's a top ten player. He hasn't he hasn't pulled it all together, you know, for a season or for his career. But you you tell me right now, like there's there's ten guys in the NBA that that you think are are better like basketball players when it comes down to it than DeMarcus Cousins. And I, I just think with when you have an opportunity to get those guys, it's so rare. I'd have to Okay. Do so in a in a vacuum I guess yes. But factoring in the whole coach situation, I can't I can't do it. I got to find a better okay. deal. I have to at least counter offer and and bring them down and have some more keep some assets because that's that's too much to to blow up what I've tried to build for the last year and a half. But if if you're not trying to build for a Demarcus Cousins, who are you trying to build for? You know what I mean? He's the guy. Who who are we talking about if not Demarcus? You know you know Anthony Davis. Who 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 are they getting if they're not getting Demarcus? Yeah, I guess it, and that's it's a good point. I just the the kids 
the kid's attitude is a serious problem. And maybe he needs to get out of the Western Conference. Maybe a change of scenery will do him good. But I don't know. I, I talk him down. I, I, count, I, I try and come down with the two picks or something like that because it seems, it seems steep. Pump the brakes on that one. Oh, it's steep, all right. There's no question it's steep. But even but even with those three picks, you still have, what, another three picks? I just think you'd like, in practical terms, you know, in like the... I just don't know if he's the guy to build around. I mean, you need to, if you're going to try and, yeah, you want the talent, Calvin, sure, but you need character as well. And as as much as I hate on LeBron James for being a, a douche and just pr- predicting that he was going to win so many championships and uh, all of that, I mean, he's, he has the, the basketball character. And he has the the values that Adam Silver was talking about uh, all weekend, basically, to win a championship. He knows what it takes, and his attitude towards get that goal is a positive one, even if it doesn't come across that way. And there are a lot of guys in the league that are that way. This, the entire Spurs roster is that way. Kobe Bryant is that way whether he is just a total jerk to the media or not. But the point is, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins has that, that attitude yet. Maybe he'll get it. And like I said, maybe a change of scenery is is what snaps him into something like that. But he's been in the league for, for too long for that to not have kicked in for his, the guy at his talent level. So I have a lot of concerns about a player like that. All right, Ray, fair enough. I uh, I pushed and I prodded, and I got you to agree to about half the trades. And not six, not seven. Only half, not six or seven trades, but half. Congratulations, yeah. Calvin. That is a that is a very very good job. Thank you. Well, but I I do I do wonder if you ever been in the ball fight? I don't even go to bars. But uh, what I wonder is. Whether you knew, you know that I also have a team in the NBA. It's not just you who's a fan of a team that exists that has a trade. You do, you do also have a, the team of uh, in the NBA, and I wish you hadn't just segued because, well, I guess I can use this as well uh, because your team sucks right now too. But the Celtics were really bad ten years ago or so, and somebody who knows a lot about that, Calvin, is Larry H. Russell. He actually wrote a book. Called how it's called uh, "Fall of the Boston Celtics," and I'm not going to read the subtitle because you can find that out for yourself by tweeting at CLNS underscore LHR, or go to CLNSRadio.com and uh, search for Larry's book. You can get it there. So, Calvin, in order for yes. you to not have to write your own book like Larry H. Russell, but about the Lakers for the next three to four years. This is my segue. What do your Lakers have to do to prevent you from doing that? Well, for the record, Larry H. Russell and I wrote that book together. So oh. I just, he's, he's, I just, I'm just yeah. allowing him to take credit for it. So uh, the Lakers, what should they do at the deadline? I mean, here's the thing. The Lakers, unlike the Celtics, really, the Lakers are bad. I mean, the Celtics are also bad, but the Lakers are bad, bad. 
Yeah, they're Very really big. bad. They're lottery bad, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, they've lost six in a row, uh, 13 out of 14, and now they're only one game behind Minnesota, Philadelphia for the third worst record in the league and two games behind Minnesota, who just got their whole team back uh, with Ricky, the help of Ricky Rubio. So I'm hoping they're a little bit better. Lakers could end up you know, being just uh, ahead of only New York in the standings by the end of the season. And, by the way, they have to... They have to get a top five lottery pick or, or else it goes to Right, but I want to make sure that the white one, I'm retired. What the hell was that? No, no, I was Kobe Bryant saying it's his team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't quite make it out. Uh, Sorry. So, if, yeah, if after sitting through this entire miserable season, only to, like, see the, the Lakers' number six draft pick go to Phoenix, I'm going to be uh, apoplectic. Like I can't, I can't deal with that. So I, 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 I'm normally rooting against tanking, but when you create a scenario where you're like the only way I can get any draft pick at all is if my team right. is bad and and they are bad, it's like there's no incentive for them to win. In, right. So they. Season. So that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing about protected picks in the NBA that I think nobody really talks about. But that is part of the the NBA's uh, trade structure and uh, draft structure. That, or the, and, and part of their their trade culture, I should say as well, that encourages tanking. Because guess what? If your pick that you just traded away is outside of the top five, you lose it. But if you're bad enough to get in the top five, you keep your pick. Nobody's talking about that. They're talking about people or teams wanting the top five pick for other reasons to have that top five player or whatever. Nobody's mentioning that teams may have traded something or, or traded their pick away. But protected it, and that's exactly what the Lakers have done. So I can't even imagine what you're going through right now, having to root for them to lose. Do you even watch the games anymore? I probably would try and turn something else on. You have a reality TV show you like? <laughs> reality TV. Yeah, I watch Storage Wars all the time. Uh, no, I, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't. I I don't watch a lot of the games for that reason because. I can't, yeah, I can't deal with it. But uh, especially without Kobe, there's just nobody to root for on the team. No Kobe, no Julius Randle. No, I basically hate everyone else. I like Jordan Hill and Ed Davis, and that's pretty much it. But and Ed Davis, Jordan UNC. Plays. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but the thing is, is so it's supposedly being reported that the Lakers are trying to get Goran Dragic, and I don't, I don't know how to feel about that because. I love Goran Dragic. I think he's underrated. I actually think that I don't understand why they signed Isaiah Thomas. I feel like last year he was on, you know, last year he was like the, the third or fourth best point guard in the league. This year it seems like they're they're burying him and he's not, you know, I, I guess Bledsoe's healthy. He's not getting the minutes uh, he did before. But I, I, yeah, I love Dragic and I would like to see him be a Laker. But on the other hand, like, do I want to see him be a Laker enough for him to then ruin this this thing they've got going on, where they're going to get that pick, I don't know. Because if, if they it's like if they don't trade for him, maybe they won't be able to get him in the offseason. It, it's such a weird limbo to be in. I feel like the, whatever happens, it's, it's going to be the wrong thing, and I'm going to be angry about it. I think you need to you need to go big and not go and or go home, like I you said before. You need to go for the lottery pick and hope that they can land him as a free agent. Because they're the Lakers, and that's what they do, right? They get free agents. So get that lottery pick, then t- 
turn on the charm, have Magic Johnson go to his house or something. I don't know what you need to do over there in La La Land, but that's what you, you should be hoping for, I think, right? Yeah, I guess. I'm just, I'm just in a miserable season. I'm just in a bad mood, Ray. Oh, Calvin. Well, maybe we I should know. listen to Kobe talk about Kobe, patience. When you look at this summer. No, no. I changed my mind. It's too long. Don't want to do it. Uh, what I will do, though, is remind everybody. Oh, I just got rid of that link. Damn. Uh, I will remind everyone that even though the Celtics may not be very good, we are hoping that they're going to make this push for the playoffs. And uh, the Garden Report is still better than ever. So head on over to YouTube.com slash CLNS Radio to check out what Jared Weiss puts together after every home game. Uh, He's got locker room interviews. He's got a, uh, a nice little table set up there on the parquet floor. Sometimes he's up in the rafters. Jimmy Toscano often stops by. Uh, so hit that up over there on youtube.com slash CLNS radio. It's an HD baby. Subscribe to it. And while you're at it, download the CLNS radio mobile app and give us a little bit of a rating. Tell me how sexy my voice is. Yeah. Super Buds. Tangway. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> Next. You just gave me the papers. Oh, wait. Actually, what, how, does, how does Elaine say it in the Soup Nazi uh, Seinfeld episode? She's like doing uh, the, uh, she's looking, reading off the, the mushroom soup or whatever. No more soup for you, soup Nazi. Next! That's what she says. That is what she said. I appreciate signs on references. <laughs> anyway. You're giving, um, you're giving me the vapors once again, Ray. That's, that's, that's it for my impressions on the night. Uh, except for... Maybe I'll do some other ones later. Oh, I'm supposed to do Jim Rome. I'm going to do Jim Rome tonight? No, I don't want to do Jim Rome. Uh, I did did some impressions the other night. We'll save that for a baseball show. Anyway, we are way behind on our topics here. So let's uh, do a little couple of quick hitters here. Charles Barkley is pissed off, Calvin. He doesn't like what's what's going on in the new trends in the NBA. Is that accurate? Um, I don't know if if calling it a trend is accurate. I mean, Charles Barkley said... uh, Here's what he said on TNT postgame. He said the Rockets sucked for a long time, so they went out and they paid. Excuse me, they paid James Harden a lot of money. They got better. Not true, by the way. Then they went out and got Dwight Howard. They got better. The NBA is about talent. He went on. All these guys who run these organizations who talk about analytics, they have one thing in common. They're a bunch of guys who have never played the game and they never got a high school girl. I said that wrong. They never got the girls in high school. Sounded creepy. Uh, and they just want to get in the game. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did get high school girls. Uh, yeah. So, oh, just because you've got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team defensively. They're not a good defensive team. They gave up 118 points. No good team gives up 118 points. 
So right. he contradicted himself, right? Did he? How so? I don't know. He's he's saying that that they got better, and then they started putting in analytics. There, they got worse. Is that and he's, he can tell that because of the points they gave up. Because he started that thing out by saying that they got better by getting talent, and then he's insinuating that analytics is what ruined it, and that's why they're giving up 118 points a game. No, what he's saying, what he's that's, saying is that the, their analytics don't matter because uh, because really the way they got better was by getting James Harden and Dwight Howard, not through analytics. Right. That's, that's but they're not. But they're not. They're not necessarily. Yeah. But then he's saying that they're not better. They're not a good team because they're giving up 118 points. He's contradicting himself. Right. And then he. I, I think he's kind of making two different points. He's. Yeah. He's trying to say like, even with your analytics, you're still a bad defensive team, and that's what that's what matters. I, I think that's what he's saying. But. Um, but, but the two aren't. The two aren't. Aren't tied together. The the analytics and getting good players. Do you see what I'm saying? He's, he's trying to tie the two together, but he's also trying to separate them at the same time. Right. He's, he's trying not to tie them together. When I, I think the point is that one is that they are tied together because it was through, it was through asset collection that the Rockets were able to trade for James Harden in the first place. If that's how you want to look at it. But two, like, but that's not the type. That's not. That's not what what analytics means, though. Asset collection. That's. It's. It's just a different way of looking at the game with statistics and floor spacing. I think, and just trying to like the corner three is a big is a big thing that analytics has brought up. I, well, this is my issue. It's like people people misuse and, and distrust the idea of analytics. All analytics is is information. It's a fancy way of saying information. Like, there's different ways you can... Now, we have right. more information now than we used to have. That's, but you know, what, you, know, you know what analytics used to be? It's like field field goal percentage. And who... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, let's get, let's get Shaq the ball more because he can score inside. Like, that, that's, that's analytics. So this idea, this idea that, like, teams don't play with analytics... It's stupid, and and more importantly, like even the analytics guys, like analytics and, and talent aren't mutually exclusive. Like nobody's saying that like you and I and and Liz and uh, you know Nick Gelso and Ty Ray, although that would be a dominating starting five, uh, like just just using our, just using analytics and figuring out like the ideal way to, to get each shot, that we'd be able to you know beat the eighty six Celtics. Maybe the 87 Celtics because they started to break down at that point, but certainly not the 86 Celtics. No, obviously not because the talent needs to be there. I and mean, that's kind of like right. what Barkley's getting at. But to, for him to say that they're, they got better because they got the talent and then now they're a, still a bad team, even though they're using analytics, I, I just I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's making a point. I think he's contradicting himself there because they just. I mean, and that's that's fine because that's what Charles does, right? I mean, he just he does stuff like that all the time. He just talks in circles. And I I tend to do that uh, when, when I get going as well. But the point the point of this just throwing the buzzword out there is just it's a word for people to grab onto. But you're right. It's it's really what's been going on all the time, and it's just that now they're looking at it with more of a statistical approach. 
that's what people like Charles Barkley, I think, sort of look at when they they hear the word analytics. It's not just watching players be, uh, play basketball. It's, the, Chuck probably thinks – Chuck uh, and I are, are like best friends, by the way. Um, that's why I call him Chuck. He probably thinks that uh, people are just sitting down at the computer and punching in their numbers and looking at where somebody shot the ball or something and not actually how the shot was created in the flow of the game. Now, that's where he's he's wrong with this because the people that are actually making the decisions for the most part in the NBA are, are looking at it the way he's looking at it, right? They're just using this other type of this other way to look at the game through statistics, through the eyes of these people that are compiling statistics and who, by the way, are also watching the games uh, and so it's sort of working it out that way. Do you think that Brad Stevens just looks at the sh- a sheet of paper handed to him by his head analytic guy, if that's what you want to call him and says, Oh, thanks. Uh, look, Avery Bradley took 12 more shots in the corner We're just going to keep pumping him in there. No, I'm sure that he looks at this stuff and he asks questions about it and he discusses what happens on the floor compared to what's happening with the numbers, with his coaching staff and everybody around. So Charles Barkley to just look at it and say that it's wrong or it doesn't, it doesn't thing to look at the game that way using these stats is, is asinine because you have, I think it's good to at least, be open to the idea and sort of take statistics and try to work them into the flow of the game. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. But I think a lot of teams are using it to their advantage. There's my little rant. Right. All all analytics are is an attempt to maximize talent, just like coaches have been doing the, you know, since the dawn of time. They just have more information now. Uh, That's all it is, more information. So for Charles Barkley to stick his head in the – look, I I understand why he's annoyed because I get annoyed by all the math. Like, I – I used to like just enjoy the games and, and you know be able to follow the games and look on the court and and I can still do that and say hey you know we do post game shows where where you can say hey like this person you know did this this person was you know coming too far off screens that element still exists in the game but there's also this math element of like I have to know all, all these different things now to know like if whether or not a guy is taking a good shot I can understand why especially for an older dude like Charles Barkley why that's frustrating but the fact of the matter is is that information is out there so why there's no reason for teams to ignore it yeah it's relevant too or can be relevant if you're using it in the right way and you're looking at it correctly which charles barkley clearly is not so um anyway let's let's move on from that because we have more to talk about we we talked about the all-star game the first five or so minutes of the of this uh show and here's another quick topic about the all-star game carmelo anthony played that's the topic. We discussed this a little bit before uh, the game, a, a week or two beforehand, because we went on an, a nice little Knicks bashing session on either a post game or, sh- or maybe it was this show. Who knows? I can't even remember. But it was you and I. I know that much. And that's what makes it fun. Uh, we bashed them and we bashed them. And part of that was that Carmelo was going to play in the All Star game and then shut it down. It's going to happen. And uh, I, he just. Over the weekend, I don't know if you saw this, Calvin, but I saw uh, some quotes, and he was really basking in the glory that was the All-Star game. 
uh, heavily in the fact that he was there. He did not want the wheat. And by all accounts, uh, he was sad when it was over. So Carmelo Anthony really, he, he may be looking in, into the back career here. He's a little freaked out, and he sort of sees that this is going to start to be behind him over the next few years. Yeah, you you uh, cut out on me there, but um, but yeah, Carmelo Anthony's kidding knee surgery, right? Supposedly he's going to shut himself down for the rest of the season, uh, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. But like you said, he said that he was going to play in the All Star game because he owed it to the fans. The game was in New York. He got the loudest cheer out of anybody there, and then he goes he goes out in this all in this All Star game that doesn't doesn't matter at all, and he plays uh, thirty minutes. He plays more minutes than and anybody on the team other than Westbrook. Yep. He shot the ball 20 times. He went 6 of 20. Shot the ball 20 times, right? Now, is he, is he yeah. going to get hurt? Uh, Calvin, there, 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 were, there were a few instances where it was very clear that those guys were getting the ball to Carmelo, too. Yeah, definitely. They were definitely trying to... Uh, you know, put on an exhibition based around Carmelo, but I, I just don't, I don't understand why, uh, why this would happen. Like, why? Oh, I don't understand why he played in the game because it's just looking so bad on him, especially for a guy who says, "Hey, I can't play. I need knee surgery. I need to shut down the rest of the season." He so so he instead of getting the surgery last week, it was a full week. He could have gotten that surgery last week. He takes a, a, another week to play in this game that doesn't matter, and then he plays the most minutes in this game. For what? It takes a bunch of shots for what? Like it, that that game like is just so exemplary of uh, an exemplary so such an example of like what a selfish player Carmelo is. And I I feel like sometimes Carmelo takes crap unnecessarily, but like this was the this was the definition of quintessential Carmelo. Like there's there's nothing more Carmelo Anthony than you know uh, having surgery right after an exhibition game that you play 30 minutes in. Yeah, man. I, if I was a Knicks fan, I would have a really bitter taste in my mouth right now, but I'm not a Knicks fan. I hate the Knicks, so I'm laughing right now. I think this is hilarious. Although, there probably are Knicks fans out there that will say, oh, yeah, let Carmelo get his, his all-star game fun in. He's going to have to shut it down anyway. The Knicks are terrible. Good for them. Let him be healthy for the next for the final three years of his contract, whatever it may be. Uh, to that, I say... You are a fool. Your team is not going to be that good. What a joke, the Knicks. Ha-ha! Well, uh, Liz is a, is a Knicks fan. Why don't we bring her in and see what she thinks about that? Liz is a Knicks fan. Calvin, you you bite your tongue. You watch your mouth. Liz is a Knicks fan. You know what I say I'm to that? I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah, of all the dramatic things I've ever seen! Are you, you didn't upload the clips I made? I just did. It's right there. What do you mean? That was it. Yeah. Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen! That was the, that was the clip. Was that it? Was that it? What do you mean? You thought that was me live? That was the clip. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, this is the longer one. This is the rod. This is what I was going to uh, say for the base. Clemens yeah. is in George Steinbrenner's box. <laughs> yeah. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. That's maybe that's the new uh, the new <clears throat> intro to to Liz's uh, Liz's little segment here. We're gonna play that. Yeah, of all the dramatic oh, things I've ever seen. There we go. Yeah, Let's no, go. I'm, I'm 
I'm standing with the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm sorry. I, I got to stick with the Oh, you're, you want the Goo Goo? You want, you want Goo Goo Dolls? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We can we can get that quickly. Here we go. And, and I don't want the world. I don't want the world. Because I don't think yeah, Liz, come on, sing it. Come on, Liz, sing. No? You don't? No. You don't no, want to sing? What does he not want the world to see him doing? It's gotta be that. <laughs> pretty, pretty devious, eh? What is it? Because he doesn't want, he's doing something. He doesn't want the world to see him. But he's like, he's like telling this one girl that he just wants her to know who he is. You know what I mean? So you must be somebody pretty messed up. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. What do you think he's doing, Liz? Have you ever thought about it that way? No, I mean... No. (laughs) I hate them. I hate the Goosebells. That song's so dumb. Talk about dumb lyrics. Like, that is way more dumb than Street Fighter's lyrics. Calvin. Yeah, that's worse than you're not the one, but you're the only one. You're right. I heard some Smashing Pumpkin songs today, and the lyrics to that were pretty bad, too. Although I was never into them, so. Anyways, moving on. I dare you. Smashing Pumpkins are not that good. Very. Can you back me up here? What, what is it? Is, Say here's the problem. Who? Can Smashing, I, can pumpkin. I just... Smashing Pumpkins? And, uh... Yeah, here's the here's here's problem with you two. You guys are both, <laughs> like, like, you're like five years too young. So what happens is you were in high school in the late nineties when music was horrible. So like for you, nostalgia have like corn and limp biscuits. You know what I mean? That's, oh, nice. Like, hey, like we should get some. We should get some break stuff on here. <laughs> you know what? We Wait, should yeah. get break stuff. What, what else? The cow. Yeah. Oh. Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's a jam. That is a jam. Good stuff. Um, All right. Anyway, okay, so topics, topics. So I have this funny video clip, which obviously you can't see on here because it's a podcast. I'm going to send it to you guys afterwards. But the story is that there's there was an elderly driver in Wisconsin um, who is on camera hitting <laughs> pretty funny, hitting like ten cars in a like in a parking lot, parked cars. But, like, to the point where it looks like a demolition derby, they're, like, gunning it. So, this guy is 92. But the story is, um, I want your opinion on this. The police department is not pressing charges. So, what do you think about that? How? How do you, how do you not press charges? See, this is what I'm like, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of, I mean, Calm's like, done. I guess that's nice. Like, the guy is old. But then I watched the video, and it's, like, completely ridiculous. And, like, he takes, like, the bumper clear off of a car and, like, hits the groceries off of his truck that's, like, sitting there waiting to, like, move. So I just don't understand how you can't press charges. That's, that's what I just said. Well, <laughs> uh, no, nobody, nobody got hurt, right? Um, no, I don't think anybody got hurt. Well, you know, maybe they're like, maybe they're being insurance fans, so like insurance will take care of this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That seems crazy to me. Calvin, are, where was it? Was it, was it in California, you said? It's in Mayville, Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Damn. Yeah. Calvin, are there laws in California about old people having to get their licenses done? 
like take the test again or something? Uh, you definitely like have to take the test again. I think it's like every six years or something. Uh, once you once you get to like seventy, after a couple years ago, uh, an old guy like murdered ten people at a farmer's market by just plowing through it. It's eight miles an hour with this car. Is so, that really murder? I guess it's murder. Yeah. Damn. It's vehicular. Uh, I mean, vehicular manslaughter. Sorry, sorry, manslaughter. Does that roll off man better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't I, don't I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Uh, okay, Liz. <laughs> what else? What else here? This this sounds okay. uh sounds fishy. Okay. Well, anyway, the thing guys the clip. It's it's pretty um, amusing just to watch it. But um, the other thing that. Well, I just read this. This is like a little bonus story just for you, really, because you like Afro Man. But he was the lead singer of Afro Man, who is just referred to as Afro Man. I'm assuming that's just his his persona. He was arrested his in Biloxi. Yeah. Huh? That's his name. That is his name. Sure, great. Um, so we have we have that on. We have one of those clips here too, right? Don't we? Oh, we do. I think we do have Afro Man. Oh yeah, boom! There it is. Yep. Oh, thank you. Should have been ready with that one. Um, arrested. He, he was arrested at one of his shows uh, for punching a female fan in the face. Punching like, her? <laughs> he, punched, he punched her on stage. And he was arrested. Was I punched a female fan and now I'm arrested. I was going to get up and find the broom. But then I and then I punched a fan. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what she did to deserve it. Yeah, I know. No. I'm, I'm wondering too. There's like really no info because it's just the news just broke. Breaking no. news on careless listeners. The correct answer is is that there's nothing she could have done to deserve to get punched in the face by a man. Uh, no, I'm I'm. I'm <laughs> What did that fan do to get punched? Oh, that's why he got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got. Then I punched the fan again. She did nothing. That's the answer. What, Liz? I'm just saying, like, if she's if she's being like unsafe and violent, you have to like punch her right in the face. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Um, he doesn't strike me as like an angry person, so. That's all. Um, and, then, and then I read this other story, and this is more of like along my work, but I and it's a Florida story, so I thought maybe you have an opinion, Mary. But in Florida, they just passed a plan that sets goals for students um, in math and reading because they're, you know, really bad compared to the rest of the country. Um, but it's based upon their race. So, like, <laughs> white, white students, like, a certain percentage of white students have to achieve, you know, a certain amount of test store, uh, scores, but um, it's, like, much, much lower for African-American kids, and Hispanics are in the middle. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, uh, Calvin? So I, I guess... I guess are, are you even listening? Is, is he there? I don't know if he can. He said something like, "Is it hard to understand me with my phone? Are you having a hard time understanding me?" I'm here. 
Can you not hear me? Oh, yeah, we, you know, now we do. So, oh. I guess, like, my question is, like, I mean, is it fair considering, I mean, I, feel, I, I personally think it's not fair, but it might also be realistic, depending on, like, the test scores that are coming out of the state, but I just want to know what your thoughts were. I mean, it depends. As, when I was living in Florida, there were areas that uh, it didn't matter what your race was. If you lived in that area of, of Tallahassee, for, for instance, your test scores should not be expected to be very high at all. Uh, right. And there were, were black kids, white kids. It didn't matter. There were people raising kids in those, in those districts that frankly shouldn't have been raising kids period like they i i just some of the stuff that, that you see down there is is crazy so i can only imagine some of the sticks in florida that aren't in the the boroughs of tallahassee that i actually saw what might be happening there so and i and i did i did have a couple of experiences at the elementary schools in a couple of these these areas and a lot of these kids were they just they just weren't catching on as as quickly as people around them uh mm -hmm. and and it, it didn't matter their race like i right. said white black hispanic it didn't matter there were it, it just so i i feel like that puts people at a or certain kids at a disadvantage mm -hmm. um and it's it shouldn't be based on race it should be based more on just where they're living and, or I guess I hate it, but income, because that's part of it, right. especially down there. Then, go ahead, Calvin. Let me still, Cal, yeah, go well, ahead, Calvin. I, I, did you say something about the sticks in Florida? Yeah. Sticks, sticks. Oh, 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 oh. oh Jesus Christ. I tried to, to jump <laughs> in on you because I heard you say that. Sticks the band. No, like like uh, like the uh, outreaches of any Everglades. How about that? Like back, like backwoods. Like backwoods. Right. I get you. I get you. Okay. Like true detective style. Think of My that area. goodness. But in Florida. Mm-hmm. That's All it. Right. That's what All you right. just. That's what you were making sure I didn't say. What? I think that's important, don't you? I, it is important. It, it, it is. I just wanted to make sure you didn't have anything else to say on the topic. No, I kind of missed part of it, and I didn't want to, like, be rude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well what else well, do you else have to say, Lizzie? I think that's it. That is all I have. How's uh, Arlington handling the snow? Um, we're doing okay. I've avoided Arlington. Arlington. I don't think I've been in two or three weeks, and it's ten minutes away. Yeah, I have to say it's it's a lot better this time around than it was the other couple of times. Um, but I do want to say that I originally had um, the mayor talking about jumping out of the windows as one of my topics, and you stole it. So oh, that was one of my original topics. That's why I asked you. Yeah, so no, I asked you how you were doing it's with fine. the snow. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> I would not talk. Do you want to talk about Andrew Bynum driving off with a gas nozzle? No, but I will. 
I love that it that even happened. I don't know how people do that, but that's fun. Yep. Like, wouldn't you feel some like I don't know resistance apparently he, when like, you're in front of it? Hmm? Apparently, he like, like made it to the '76 like, facility, like with with a gas nozzle sticking out of his Ferrari. Yeah, like how fast do you have to drive away from the gas pump to not feel the resistance? There's a, a montage, or actually multiple videos. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I was telling Calvin earlier that I, a few weeks ago, actually, I watched one of these, and uh, there's a lot of people apparently that have done this, and some of them start fires at the at the gas pump as well. Yeah. Uh, with static or with uh, with their brats well, or whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, go Google that. Get a little video montage action of people driving away from the pump. That's some insurance damage right there. I will do that. Um, you guys should watch that clip of the elderly man hitting all the cars in the parking lot. It's pretty amusing. Um, sounds right. good to me. Thanks, all right, guys. Liz. Thank you. Chop it, chops. Chop it, chop it, chop. We're uh, winding down here. It's a little choppy. Goodbye, Liz. Thank you. Okay, there she goes, Calvin. Uh, do we want to... Oh, I forgot to tell everybody about Linda again. I mentioned Linda earlier because the show was brought to you by Linda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com. And CLNS Radio keeps itself free in part because of Linda.com of Patreon. So go to seeonusradio.com slash patrons and check out all of the different levels um, that you can help us out with if you're a, a listener to See On Us Radio and you want to keep it free, then give us money. Talk about contradicting ourselves like Charles Barkley. Uh, but seriously, go to seeonusradio.com slash patrons and if you do donate to us, uh, there's plenty of swag involved, whether it's a CLNS Radio V-neck T-shirt or special exclusive HD content uh, that Jared and others at the Celtics and Bruins games put together just for you special listeners out there. Uh, you can check that out at CLNSRadio.com slash patrons. But more importantly, Linda.com, L-Y-N-D-A is for and I do mean everything whether you're trying to find a new hobby or you don't know how to ask for a raise Calvin's his own boss pretty much so he doesn't need to ask soon right Calvin? I need to ask myself for a raise uh, exactly you can learn how to ask yourself for a raise uh, maybe you want to get a little bit better with Excel or WordPress or Photoshop WordPress I don't even know what that old maybe that out and improve your job skills. Go to linda.com, C-L-N-S, get a free 10-day trial after those 10 days. Keep your find whatever you want linda.com. There's something for everyone, and you can many different aspects of your life with linda.com. All right, Calvin. We have nine minutes left. I didn't think we were going to get all the way to the show. We've both rambled a little bit tonight. Which of the two topics? Maybe we can get them both, hit them both. Kevin Durant is pissed at the media. How about that one? Yeah, how about that one? So, 
Uh, let me pull this up real quick. Kevin Durant. All right, so, uh, you know, he, he's he been basically having more of an attitude lately. Uh, somebody asked him about Scotty Brooks' job security, and he said, you guys really don't know F. And then he was like, to be honest, man, I'm only here talking to y'all because I have to. So I really don't care. Y'all not my friends. You're going to write what you want to write. You're going to love us one day and hate us the next. That's a part of it. So I just learned how to deal with y'all. A couple of days ago, he talked about how like he didn't think the media should be voting on uh, awards, and that the media has too much power. He's the latest in this, this long line. Maybe we'll get more into it next week of of guys who are, who are turning against the media, particularly like in their you know media day press conferences or sitting down their post game interviews, like sort of passive rebellions against. Uh, doing it, like realizing they have to, but not actually ever saying anything. He seems to be the latest in a long line. But for tonight, I want to know what, what do you think it is that's, that's gotten under Kevin Durant's skin? Like, is this the real KD? Have he, has he been like a sort of a fraud his whole career? Not a fraud, but like uh, a sort of media creation, uh, a branding image creation, and this is what he is, a, a surly dude? Or do you think? Uh, it's more that he is a nice guy, but he's just he's just getting frustrated, and you know now he's turning. That's a final question, bro. He's been hanging out with Bryce Harper, apparently. That's it. That's all there is to it. He's hanging out with Bryce Harper. No, uh, I think that Kevin Durant is, is a nice guy, and I think that sometimes the media can can get to a player, especially in, in a situation where I think for the first few few years of his career. There was a, a a pretty light media presence in Oklahoma City. I wasn't there, obviously. I don't know, but I think compared to other cities in the NBA, the media presence there wasn't that strong. And after the team was good, good for a few years, consistently, it probably started to grow. And Kevin Durant, I'm sure, is expected to to bring the team to very high places because he's looked upon as the number one slash two slash top three player in the NBA, let's put it that way. Some people would say not one or two. I think we both agree that he's at, at the very least number two. Um, and actually, Anthony Davis would step into that argument, I suppose. But anyway, the point is that I think that he's getting frustrated here because people are starting to question him already. And they're trying. They're doing the best they can down there. They had a very rough start to the season. They still have uh, a, a pretty good chance to make a run at this thing. And I think that Kevin Durant is possibly just tired of of all all the uh, the people down there just breathing down his neck. And yes, it comes with the territory, but there is also a point where I think as a player you you say, all right, enough. Can you just can you just stop doubting us for a little bit and let us play our game and let, see how it plays out? And we'll talk. We'll talk later. So I mean, actions talk, right? Put your money where your mouth is. That type of thing. I'm sure that Kevin Durant is going to do all he can to get his team to win a championship. But uh, as far as the media is concerned, we are members of the, of it, I suppose. We pump Jared Weiss up all the time because he's not a badger in the locker room. You know, he does it. He does it the right way. I think some of these guys take it to a new level, though, and maybe that's the type of, of uh, person that uh, 
Kevin Durant ran into there. I don't know. Yeah, I think that one. I I, I do think that there was a not that he's not a nice guy, but that he's he's a human being. Like the idea of like Kevin Durant just being the ultimate nice guy and like never having anything negative to say. I'm sure you know. What I'm, sure, I'm sure that wasn't the real Kevin Durant. I'm sure we're seeing more of that now. It's like if I if I had a coach and you know the media like Scotty Brooks, the media was always you know asking if if I think he should be fired and stuff. I'd probably be like, you guys are idiots too. You know what I mean? I, I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, I respect that he's showing more. Right, especially if he likes his coach, right? Right, exactly. It was, it was an issue I had with Kobe early on in his career too, where he was just he was just a branding image and he wasn't a real dude. And like there was all these rumors about him, but we didn't see that side of him until later in his career. And I think we're getting a little bit of that from Grant now. Of like, yeah, I'm you know no more Mr. Nice Guy. Like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you what I think, and if that's like what I think is F you, then, then then what I think is F you. And I have much more respect for that than the guy who's gonna go up there and you know say whatever, say the the just rehearsed mumble speak that that everybody else says. So I don't have, and, and yeah, I'm sure the media can be annoying, and there's probably guys that he gets frustrated with, and other guys that he's cool with. And I respect that he's throwing that opinion out there, and he shouldn't be he shouldn't be judged for that because uh, I'm sure you know it goes the other way too. The media is going to write a story about him if they don't like him. All right, and finally, a topic that you and Mike in Pittsburgh could probably talk about. Uh, you and I will only talk about for a minute is the fact that the NBA union has. Union, I should say, has rejected the idea of a smoothing principle on this app. Can you explain principle in one minute? Uh, sure. The cap smoothing idea was the idea that so next season when the new TV revenue comes in, the cap, if you go off of uh, the, the NBA CBA, the cap should jump $30 million. So, or approximately $30 million. So that means, like, people who are free agents next year, like, they're going to be able to get paid a lot more money. So the cap smoothing idea was that instead of having that one-year jump, that, like, they would they would make the increments smaller. That way all the teams wouldn't just overpay for everybody who was a free agent next year, and it, it would create a salary disparity. But so the NBA's uh, union rejected that in favor of the, of the deal that's already in place. Because the idea is, like, there's some guys at the end of their career who can make, you know, one more big payday next year. And if you do a cap-smoothing scenario, like, maybe it's it's better for everyone in the long run. But you're hurting, like, guys who are at the end of their careers or, like, journeymen who might only get one contract. And ultimately, the players are going to make less money. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough situation to be in. I think for the league as a whole, the smoothing principle probably would have been good in the long run, but uh, you you have to keep the the interest of every player in mind when you are the players' union, and even you know five percent of your players that this would have shut down. Uh, speaking of shutting it down, that's it for us, Calvin, because it's left in the show. Good night right. to everybody, and and thank you for listening, and thank you for being on the show, Liz, and thank you for calling. Nobody. Uh, good night. Where's the thing? Where's the close? Ah. Okay.
night, everyone. Yeah, good night, everyone. Just, just be patient. It'll be here in a second. I don't know why I can't find this thing. Should I stop? Wow. Where is it? This is embarrassing. How? Oh, it's called. I forgot. Look, it's creeping up on me. Oh, God. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.